Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And uh, welcome to yet another day in this new America. Um, And God help us all. It is a Tuesday, and my sister Susan is joining us from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hi, Susan. Hi. Well, that's as bad as I was afraid it was going to sound. Um, well, I'm I'm just in a. I have to tell you, I had a um, extremely anxious day uh, yesterday because I knew. Um, well, for one thing. Uh, my, there was there were helicopters um overhead of my neighborhood for, for it started around 2 yesterday afternoon and it did not end until after 10 p.m. so for 8 hours that awful whirr and every time i'd look up i at one point there were 3 of them and I, you know, I was walking the dog and I kept, I, the, I, I was, I, I felt like screaming and I, and I, I, I was thinking, I, I feel like I'm living in a police state. And then I thought you are living in a police state. Yeah. And I, I was, just, I just go happened ahead. to be, I just happened to be watching in real time. I turned on CNN, and um, just as the uh, army started tear gassing the peaceful, you know, group, mm-hmm. and and I and the guy that was reporting was going, I don't understand what's happening. No, I, I no. don't get what happened. I don't get, and they were, and then you know, and then Barr walked out like this, like yeah. this petty general to survey his troops. Yeah, no, it, 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 what we witnessed yesterday, uh, at the White House and that, uh, that extraordinary farce of, um, I, I, I don't, you know, well, I'm so scared. Here's I have my to question. tell you, here's, here's I, my question. I mean, anybody that knows Anything about politics knows that, of course, this is not Trump because it's all he does is there's no percentage in simply playing to your base. You've got your base, especially now. What he needs to do is expand his Susan. Susan, he knows he can't win because he has no intention of expanding his base. I think we're looking at the beginnings of what looks like the revolution. A literal attempt to yes, take control of our country uh, through military force. You that scene that played out where all of those peaceful protesters were violently, violently pushed away for what reason? So that a photo op, which will be heavily used in his... They've already released re- the... Is it already out? Spot. 
They okay. really and, and and I mean, you know, cleansed away all the graffiti. It's over fine, you know, patriotic music, and then shows him pumping his fist at 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 the uh, at the military. You know, the scene of him uh, walking out with uh, you know looking, you know, his again idea of what a leader is, and then behind him that group. Of awful men from from the attorney general, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, dressed by the way in camo, not in the kind of dress uniform he would normally wear to the White House. What was he doing in camo? And 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 Stephen Miller and these and Esper, these horrible people. Um, and so that he could go stand in front of that church and hold a Bible inside out and upside down. And did you see where a reporter said, is that your Bible? And he, he said, it's a Bible. Someone hand, give me a Bible, hand me a Bible. There were, there were clergymen who were, who were, shoved off the steps of that uh of of that church so that he could hold up the bible like some kind of weapon bu- I, i'm remembering a picture of Saddam Hussein holding up the Quran in the same kind of way um no i fear we're looking at something here actually uh I saw that Howard Feynman, who is a longstanding uh, reporter who happens to be from from Squirrel Hill, he he put something out that I I think is absolutely absolutely right on. And let me try to find it. Um, he said he was looking and having the same reaction. He said Donald Trump, Bible in hand marching to the boarded up St. John's Church, flanked by the Attorney General, the Defense Secretary, and a grim swarm of security men, was one of the most chillingly memorable moments in American history. It looked like the first stage in a military coup. I'm terrified. I am too. And I was terrified yesterday on a very micro level for my own son who informed me that he might not be. I was looking so forward to having him and his girlfriend um, over to the backyard last night uh, for dinner. I'd made her a special vegetarian meal, and I was so excited. I hadn't seen them in a few weeks. And he texted me to say, um, he was going to be busy. He said, I love you, but I've got to, and I know you want, but I've got to, we've got to go to this demonstration. He'd been at a demonstration just Saturday that had frighteningly gone south and they had been tear gassed in, in, at that. And I said, please, please be careful. And then I start getting texts from friends saying they had been hearing disquieting 
information from pretty reliable sources that there was an expectation that there was going to be violence at this march. The fact that those helicopters were, because it was right here in my neighborhood in East Liberty, the fact that there were helicopters overhead an hour and a half before it even began suggest you know you start to think they know these guys up in the sky they know there's going to be trouble they're they're ready for it meanwhile i can't get in touch with him he will not respond and i'm desperately trying to get information i also hear from a again extremely reliable source at very high up in um in the state government that they also had had some information that there was potential trouble so i'm a wreck and the constant din of the helicopters and um finally finally uh Three and a half hours after the march started, he he comes and she comes. And it had been a perfectly, you know, peaceful, powerful experience. But while they're there and we're sitting there and we're eating and he's sort of debriefing what had happened and what he had seen, um the helicopters wouldn't stop. And I said, but why is there still, why am I hearing these helicopters? Why am I hearing sirens? And I looked on my Twitter and yeah, uh, a small group apparently that had earlier been in the legitimate march had peeled away and gone back and they somehow then created or the police created there's so many accounts it doesn't make much sense at all but again projectiles arrests violence blah 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 and there are so many instigators afoot um and can we agree that there's two separate things happening there's there's a powerful movement that needs to be listened to. And then there's all of these distractions, one from our president, one from opportunistics, who, whoever's. You know, some are just, you know, lawless folks. Some are instigators, you know, from whoever. Who cares? None of them have any of anybody's best interest in heart in that group except for their own. You know, and, and it detracts, it hijacks a message. None of us are talking about what we're supposed to be talking about. You know, well, that's none their, of us they, that, their, the agenda is to, yes, hijack this legitimate, uh, overwhelmingly peaceful, uh, peaceful uh, protesting um, and and media are too often willing to uh, just they go immediately to where the violence is and that is what plays out before Americans not the impassioned speeches that have been given for three hours while the peaceful overwhelming thousand demonstrators marched here yesterday and in other places. I I just, 
But that's the experience everywhere. Everywhere. The real, the real stuff happens, and then it ends, and then the and then the mayhem begins. And I don't know why that has to be this put in the same pocket with the prior. They are two totally separate things and should be dealt with that way, but not in the minds of the way, I don't know whether it's reported this way or just the way terrified white America views it, but somehow the things are linked. They have nothing to do with each other any more than, you know, war someplace happening in Africa is, is, this, is because of uh, Mr. Floyd's death. That's no. They're contemporaneous, but they need not be linked, and they should not be linked. And we should be talking about the issue at hand, which is, okay, we're at this moment. How do we get from this part to actual change? Well, I'm afraid that we are heading into something so terrifying. I, yeah, I, I'm I sorry. I am not even... I'm not even pretending. Um, okay, well then it's all worked. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, it's election day here. It's a primary election going on. Um, most of us voted by mail. Some people will bravely go to the polls, the few polls that are open. And um, I just, I don't know. I feel... Um, you know, I, I also was reminded, uh, and I don't remember who said it, but it's always been true. I mean, um, there is no doubt that when America gets itself into these uh, spasms of, in, of violence and, and, uh, and, and terror, terror um, there's – the line from the powers that be is always that it's coming from the left and like it's the commies or it's now Antifa and all this stuff. But there is no doubt that if this country ever careens clearly out of control, that it is heading right. And the quote I'm remembering is, when fascism comes to America, it will be wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross. It's exactly no, what we saw. Yeah, semi-automatic weapons are sold out online. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I've been saying for a long time that the right was arming themselves for an insurrection, and that was that's what was, well, the, you know, and that's it. So the right, the right, the far right has always wanted um, a race war, and and have no doubt that the provo- provocation um, that it's hijacking these marches generally, I'm sure, are coming from from that white nationalists hoping to like yeah ramp this up and of course it is it'll be black america that will take the hit for the white nationalists uh 
looting and actions or the provocation to I I just <laughs> like the 20 year old kid from white kid from Galesburg Illinois they arrested in Chicago with bombs in his car and yeah well we got a 20 year old arrested here white kid from the suburbs who was the one who turned our Saturday march into a more violent march by uh by torching a um a police car and when demon black demonstrators tried to intervene in a number of instances where the where this escalation attempts were happening by white young men they the guy who is now under arrest um he he raised both fingers, middle fingers, to the protesters, to the black protesters, and went about. Now, what's weird about him, who knows who all these guys are? There's very little known about this guy. Um, his friends say the only thing he was really passionate about, and get this, this is a laugh, veganism. <laughs> so he's apparently a radical vegan. There are so many nut jobs out there seeing this as an opportunity for just to cause havoc. Right. To, to they, have some because, fun. Because they just like to cause havoc. I mean, you know, and that's, and that's the beginning and the end of it. And I want to also say that I have never, ever, um, in all of uh, the American history I have personally witnessed, I have never seen uh, reporters and uh, journalists, photojournalists, targeted like they are being targeted in this. I mean, they are being beaten and bloodied and blinded. Yes, it's happened here. And it, my gosh, there was a reporter in Philadelphia last night that was just covered in blood. Those aren't black people beating these guys up. They're white guys who listen to the president that they are the enemy of the people. And they don't want documentation of what's going on, of course. I, um, I don't know. I mean, every, every day, what's going to happen today? What, what do you think? I mean, how does this escalate again today? There are now more National Guard troops in America's streets than have ever been activated in the National Guard's history. Now, some of them are there because of, remember this, the pandemic. Some are called up because of the pandemic. But the more recent call-ups are, are because of this. And um, some of these National Guard troops now have uh, fired weapons. People are now dying. Louisville killed some apparently very beloved black man 
who had a restaurant and was known for feeding cops. Um, I just... Did you... um? Did you read uh, anything about the uh, conversation that President Trump had yesterday um, after, excuse me, his more important call of the day, which was to call the Kremlin? He called for his orders? Yeah, I think. I don't know. He called the Kremlin. He called the Kremlin. There'll be no transcript released of that call. Now what do I do? Right. So we got him this. I got the – yeah. So what? He called Putin, and they talked for some time. Then he calls uh, governors. Um, He calls a a call of a lot of governors. And according to – uh, what the governors are reporting of that call, and I believe um, a transcript that maybe got released to some media. This vile human being just vilified the governors and 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 called them weaklings and said, "I'm going to do some quotes here, apparently from the transcript. You have to dominate." You're going to look like a bunch of jerks. You have to do retribution. Right. And if they I, throw a rock. Yeah, yeah, then you mow them down. Are you, I have to tell you, these governors, I mean, at one point, um, a Republican governor, granted, I, I don't know how Massachusetts elected this Republican governor, but a Republican governor, a moderate Charlie Baker at one point got just almost went berserk. Um, his voice was breaking, and he said uh, to the president, "At so many times during these past several weeks, when the country needed compassion and leadership, it's simply nowhere to be found. Instead, we get bitterness, combativeness." And Pritzker, yeah, Illinois, Pritzker gave him hell. He says the rhetoric that is coming out of your White House is making this worse. Trump's response: I don't like your rhetoric either. The governor of Maine, Janet Mills said to Trump, you know, uh, Mr. President, this uh, visit you're planning uh, here uh, later this week, um, I think it may cause us some security problems. She was saying, don't come. And you know what he said later when asked? Well, I think she probably talked me into it, meaning I'm going. He talked about, he said he was watching TV and he 
talked in, with delight about watching protesters being knocked down like bowling pins. This is, I mean, you tell me. Um, I, I was saying earlier, we are a nation in incredible crisis without a leader. Unfortunately, we do have a leader, and he is using every bit of his power to make this spin more and more out of control so he can invoke more and more powers that are granted to a president, right? Yeah. And it's scary. So now he's talking about deploying, my God, troops, American troops, um, to quell this. Now, the thing about that is last time I looked, I thought there was something called the Posse Comitatus um, Act, which uh, prohibits the domestic use of the military for law enforcement purposes without congressional authorization. That's what Posse Comitatus is. But then, unfortunately, there is another law, the Insurrection Act. That's the one he's looking at. And it does provide a president the authorization to, under certain circumstances. Under certain circumstances. Yeah, well, who's going to say no to him? The Supreme well, Court? The governor, or the governor. I mean, I think what, in this situation, go- if the governor says, I don't want him, no, they can't come that, in. That I don't think that's true. You think that's going to stop him? I, it won't stop him. And then what stops him? Again, the federal judiciary they've packed. By the way, speaking of that, there is great fear among these Republicans that he is going down. If we have an election, he's going down, and so are they. And so, who was it? Oh, yes, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. Senator Lindsey Graham openly, openly uh, has been uh, – talking to federal judges who are i'm looking for this piece like going to change on, the election date to 2040 no 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 he's he's um he's calling specific judges who are you know 63 64 oh telling him to retire so he can stack the bench oh my god He's asking that for the good of the cause, he's even, when, I recall, he went so far to say that if we want to preserve our, you know, a conservative judiciary, it would be in the best interest if you were to retire. 
this is this has been going on, but they I bet up until November one, they will be desperately trying to sign off on um, on more and more. Uh, I don't even think these guys are conservative justices. They're 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 like you know fascist justices. Oh yeah. So how am I mean, how are we not supposed to feel that, oh, wait, you know what I did? I forgot. What did you I'm do? Gonna, I'm going to go get it. I printed out something that I thought we need to hear again. It's a poem. Uh, and okay. We, well, poetry. Poetry's po- good. Poetry's always good. It's a poem. And you know what? When Trump was elected, I read it on the show and then a few times after that when something you know particularly appalling happened i read it again because it is so apt and i'm gonna have to read it okay okay william butler yates the second coming Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming. Hardly are those words out when a vast image out of spiritus mundi troubles my sight. Somewhere in sands of the desert, a shape with lion body and the head of a man, a gaze blank and pitiless as the sun, is moving its slow thighs, while all about it real shadows of the indignant desert birds, the darkness drops again. But now I know that 20 centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rocking cradle. And what rough beast, its hour come round at last, slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. It is such a nightmare image. Making me uh, choke. I'm sorry. Dear God. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be a wreck. I have to tell you, um, seeing my son, who has never been particularly, uh, you know, an activist politically, um, boy, he is now. Yeah. And his girlfriend. And the two of them, it's like now. They are, I have, and it's more than the two of them. 
you have an entire generation of young people who are unemployed now, who have lost jobs. In her case, she graduates and goes looking for a job and bang, oh, the pandemic hits. There is nothing for them to do but try to deal with what's in front of them. And then what's in front of them? This this horror. And don't think I'm not a wreck because they had been relatively careful, I think, about being safe. Right. About, and now they're in crowds. Right. They are in crowds. And they're masked. But when they got hit by tear gas on Saturday, those masks went down because you're desperate to like get some, you know, water or milk or something that is. Um, he carries rags and stuff in his pocket to help other people who maybe need it. He had a whole backpack full of stuff to help uh, people who might be harmed. Um, I'm. He ain't ever going to be the same. I she's never going to be the same. Well, the point is, is that people like us should never be the same. That is correct. We're the ones that need to not be the same, and we need not to. You know, I mean, you know, it's when you when if you go back and read the words that Lyndon Johnson said. In 1967, um, after uh, yet another bout of of race riots, there's no other way to put it, uh, and said, we all know what the causes are, and he lists what we all know the causes to be. And and says, you know, you know, you don't do it because people are 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 in the streets protesting, you do it because you have a conscience and it's the only way this country can survive. That's Lyndon Johnson in 1967. And here we are in 2020 and absolutely nothing has changed. And that's why Nina Simone sings Mississippi Goddamn and says we aren't going to be patient anymore. I want to play that. Please play it. Okay. I played it for um, Sam and Tricia last night. This is Nina Simone in concert in 1965. And again, this sense that nothing ever changes, right? right. Nothing. We, we, we go through these, uh, these, um, hang on, we go through these times, these extraordinary consequential times, and you think, surely we will change now. Surely after this, something will, will be done. And no, not. I'm not finding it. Damn. Uh, here. Um. Yeah, but you can't. Oh, you can play it. Well, not really. Okay. Here it is. Okay, guys, this is a little long. It is worth it, and um, it's amazing. Mrs. 
is the emotion, the rage. And looking at her when she's done singing it oh, in and front she of a looks... mostly white audience, trying, as they're applauding, trying to regain herself. It takes her a long time before she no, can yeah, muster she... a no. slight smile. Well, it's something. 65. Wow. Yeah, so too that's, slow. Uh, that's over 50 years ago, guys. Yeah, too slow. Too slow. I don't know. So, Mississippi, goddamn. And nothing's changed. Well, and that's it's not true. Mississippi, goddamn. It's the United, United States, States, goddamn. Goddamn. Yeah. It's all of us, goddamn. And we just need to start with our individual work. That's all I can say. We each got to look real deep inside and ask what we can do. <laughs> because it's not for anybody else. It's for each of us. Yeah. I want to um, give you just some information. That, that this was actually put out by NBC News. Um, so you don't think that there isn't actual facts behind the, this BS about Antifa being the... Uh, being the the <laughs> what the terrorist group it's first of all right. not even a group it's not an organization you couldn't find a president of it you can't even find a it's go not, to the clubhouse as it were yeah there's nothing okay um a twitter account this is nbc news a twitter account claiming to belong to a national antifa organization and pushing violent rhetoric regarding the protests has been definitively linked to the white nationalist group Identity Europa. And that is from Twitter. Twitter actually trying to keep some of the more outrageous stuff. Well, I guess they're actually trying. They were looking at this stuff that was clearly wanting people to be violent and they looked into it and saw it was not it was the the account was the it was a fake account twitter has suspended it of course an, a new one and 5000 others will pop up uh, overnight the new they, they created an account called antifa us and it said things like, tonight's the night, comrades, with a brown raised fist emoji. And tonight we say, F the city. And we move into the residential areas, the white hoods, and we take what's ours. This purporting to be coming from, right, Antifa and or black people, is from uh, one of the more despicable white nationalist groups, Identity Europa. Um, they're all little sniveling cowards. They can't even act, you know. <laughs> 
Their own well, you know, system, here's the, but, you know, speaking of sniveling cowards, I, we know that that Trump was, you know, spent much of the weekend uh, cowering in a in a bunker. Right. Right. The, right. That was the, the time that he decided to listen to this, this the uh, Secret Service like he always takes their advice, because that's why he has top secret meetings in Mar-a-Lago uh, dining rooms. Yeah, so we, right. You know, this time, so, he, this time he listened. Oh, yeah, he ran. He ran straight uh, for the bunker. And that's where clearly he was humiliated by then the news about that. And why do you think those peaceful protesters outside were gassed and bludgeoned yesterday so that he could then, with that grim expression on his face that he thinks makes him look really tough, you know, come walking out with the with the Joint Chief in, uh, in, in camo and bar and esper and, and, and walk over. It's... I... I can't believe every person who voted for this guy, I would like, I'm sorry, I am not by nature nonviolent. I would like to punch your lights out. Yep. Look what you did. Look what you begot. Because you didn't like Hillary. Am I throwing him out for Hillary? Uh, there are also all kinds of stuff going on out there that have been shown to be coming from Russian bots. Uh, uh, they're saying that there's some kind of a, there was a blackout in, in, in a DC blackout hashtag was really going strong yesterday. It's bull. It was all bull. This is, there is so much mis information by people um yeah dc hashtag dc blackout was trending and this is a uh it was a total misinformation uh, uh, suggesting that i guess there was going to be a total blackout of the of the city and um a reporter said um hey i live and work in dc and uh this is misinformation. There, there is, there is no blackout, but that was going wild all over the place. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 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 one researcher who's does, you know, looks for bots and identifies foreign and domestic hacking and trolling operations said, man, uh, this weekend, this is just, ripe for manipulation and it's something i know i was cautioning my son about you gotta watch out you know somebody's posting stuff and they're coming for you saying hey this is happening trying to rile you up or involve you in something that they know is intended to make things worse how does anybody you know they Young people live on social media. How do they know what's what's kosher and what's not? Well, my guess is sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But uh, 
I trust your son to be able to figure out what's what's with his own head. He's American officials say that some of this is boosted by Chinese disinformation agents. Um, look, we got plenty of them right here. So the president is going to say Antifa is a terrorist organization. <laughs> How about the Ku Klux Klan? I mean, that when you when I listened to it, it was one of the few times I actually listened to him because I wanted to hear how badly he was going to do and and he kept saying very bad outside groups antifa very bad outside groups antifa i mean you know he wouldn't he couldn't list like any white supremacist organization right. or anything yeah. or any or as you say the ku klux so you could, he couldn't name any of those he just kept saying that and you know also because today is election day i want to say that uh, little Tony had told us a few weeks ago he was very nervous that um, he had asked for a ballot and never hadn't received it. And in fact, he didn't get it by today. And um, it, if you, you, what you can do, you can, what you have to do is then you're going to have to get up and actually go and vote in person. And uh, that will be a provisional ballot, and its validity will be ascertained later in the week. My understanding is the governor has also said that you can make, and I'm not real sure about that, but I think uh, you can mail ballots in, and he's moved it a week. Uh, so if a ballot is received by the 9th, uh, which is a week after election day, I think they're still going to count it because they know that this is now that's that's if you have, you know, a Democratic governor, obviously, if you had a Republican governor, uh, you have been disenfranchised. No, you know, I mean, in Wisconsin, we had a Democratic uh, governor, but the, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin disenfranchised us. Well, they took. Yeah. Yeah. We have a Democratic uh, Supreme Court and a totally Republican legislature. So let's uh, get a caller in here. Caller, hello. Hello. Yeah, hi, Lynn. It's David from Hampton. How are you doing? I'm okay. Grim days. Horrible. Um, but we're we're packing up. We're getting ready to head up to the uh, community center to vote, everything got moved into one facility so that, you know, you're guaranteed to be around maximum amount of people, I guess. I don't know. I got a feeling, though, that so most people, I mean, the majority of people uh, voted uh, by mail. And so I don't think you're going to encounter a crowd. And I also, what county is are you in, Allegheny? County, uh, the Allegheny, Allegheny County. Okay, yeah, Allegheny County. So um, my understanding is is that they have, you know, really made it uh, really pretty safe. Obviously, you wear a mask. They're asking you to bring your own, like, uh, pen or pencil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah? Sure, and we're going to bring a little pocket sanitizer. With yeah, exactly. And they apparently are wiping down uh, the machinery or whatever ev constantly. So I think you'll be okay, but isn't that something that, you know, in order to cast yeah, your ballot? 
Yeah. Yeah, and um, I feel bad for little Tony. We got three of them. We got we got three uh, uh, salads <laughs> for my wife and myself each. Uh, three three of them. And, well, I got um, two. So why are you didn't mail them in? Why didn't you mail them in? Why do you have to? Yeah, you know, we you, you, you get bogged down. You know, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm the king of avoidance. You know, okay. Procrastination. I'm a procrastinator. Okay. Well but, then. Um, but you're you going to have to go. Okay. You also end up going up and seeing your neighbors. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's not the best of of of, of events to to see your neighbors. But there's a lady from the street up above me that always, you know, is at the the polling place. Of course, you know that might have changed now. Um, she might not be up there, but that's she's true. A lot of po- I'm, 60, yeah. I'm 69. She's older yeah. than I am. Yeah. You know, most poll workers are older people and and an awful lot of them understandably said I can't put myself at risk like this. So mm-hmm. thus you have the consolidated polling uh locations and but, then I guess some measure of greater risk uh to those who are voting, but I think in terms of really risk, I don't think this is a high risk situation because of all of the measures that are being taken. I think they're I think they're gonna do their best. Yeah, I do too. Well yeah, of course Antifa might shoot you on your way. Antifa <laughs> Yes, beware Antifa. Yeah, I think there's one living up in my garage. <laughs> I mean, you, you never know where you'll uncover them at. No, I know. They're everywhere. I I, I check under my beds every night. I do. Hey, you I never know. Um, hey, uh, that cookbook that you guys were, were, yes. were pushing for the for – yeah. yeah. Can you give that information again? It's it's called Jeet Jet, but all you have to do is go to uh, – Pittsburgh City Papers website, PGH City Paper dot com, or is it PGH City Papers slash cookbook dot com? Do you think? I'm not helping you, am I? I can't remember. We sent a fifty out the day that you you know brought it to our attention that you were going under. Do do you know how long they? Do you know how long they have to go before they? No, they're hanging in. All I can tell you is they're hanging in there. Um, A lot of people are sending them, you know, doing a monthly thing. The fact um, that things are opening up slightly might mean that there'll be some more advertising coming in again. Um, They're amazing that they've been able to keep keep on keeping on. Well, because you know, they always seem like uh, you know shoestring operation. Anyway, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, in the best of times, um, they were the, you know, they were the the stepchild. You yes, know, and were, an, you know, alternative weeklies. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're they're hand to mouth all this time. Um, it, it's pghcitypaperstore.com. Okay. Good enough. Hey, uh, yeah, I hope I hope we all keep it together for at least a little bit longer, huh? Well, yeah. listen, I hope we we gotta somehow hope that we actually make it to November and an election, and then I mean, I'm I am I think these next months are just gonna be hellish, 
And you know that the pandemic stuff is going to start spiking left, right, and center again. And whatever. Okay. We all know what the, we, we get it. And um, I, I hope we hang in there. Yeah, hold on with two hands. Okay. Uh, you betcha. Talk to you soon, hopefully. Uh, Take care. Bye. Enjoy bye. voting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting. I'll give you a little a little feedback on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Certainly do. Okay. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye. Oh. So. Okay. Um, deep breath. I mean, we got to pace ourselves. Uh, you you know, know, there's good days and bad days. I, yesterday for me was just uh, horrific until I laid eyes on my kid again. But even. And I, I'm just, I'm not sleeping again. I'm just, yeah, it's scary. It's a scary time. It's and a anyone, scary time. Yeah. anyone who ain't is out of their mind. Um, and people um, are saying, uh, noting, I've had a few uh, emailers here uh, say, isn't it interesting that Trump specifically manage to mention one amendment yesterday in his little rose garden address. And that of course was the second amendment. I didn't see what he said, but this is the quote. I am mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting, to end the destruction and arson, and to protect the rights of law-abiding Americans, including your Second Amendment rights. As you said, Susan, at the beginning, he's only talking to his base. He is only talking to his base. He has, I mean, and he cannot win. He cannot win a legitimate national election. There is no way. So that is why he knows it. They know it. We have got to be extremely careful. I wouldn't, could, would you put anything past this crowd? No, I wouldn't. No. I'm just no. going to sit quietly and watch, but I think we have to be very alert. And I'm going to, um, I'm, I, you know, I, we just have to hope that somewhere within the government, the forces exist that will resist an armed insurrection and take over of the government by Trump and his gang. Yeah. Here's the Lindsey Graham quote. I found it. The Washington Post reports Graham told conservatives, uh, this is on a radio show, that now is the time for older judges to step down to ensure they are replaced by this Republican Senate. And here's Graham's quote. So if you're a circuit judge in your 60s, you can take senior status. Now would be a good time to do that. If you want to make sure the judiciary stays right of center. And then he said, don't wait too long. Do it now. We need some time, meaning the Senate.
It's just amazing. Well, they're pretty, you know, to me what's amazing is just, you know, how open they are about their well, that's desire right. to take over the government. And, and of course, yeah. that's that's reasonable. That's a laudable goal as far as they're concerned. Um, I don't know if you saw, um, did you see what Obama uh, posted? I mean, no. he, he wrote something. Um, can I read it? Yes, please. Do people mind? It's not short, but it's not outrageously wrong. Okay. Um, I'm just going to skip the beginning where he just sort of... Ultimately, it's going to be up to a new generation of activists to shape strategies that best fit these times. But I do believe there are some basic lessons to draw from past efforts that are worth remembering. First, the waves of protest across the country represent a genuine and legitimate frustration over a decades-long failure to reform police practices in the broader criminal justice system. The overwhelming majority of participants have been peaceful, courageous, responsible, and inspiring. They deserve our respect and support, not our condemnation. On the other hand, the small minority of people who've resorted to violence, whether out of genuine anger or mere opportunism, are putting innocent people at risk, compounding the destruction of neighborhoods that are often already short on services and investment and detracting from the larger cause. Uh, So let's not excuse violence or rationalize it or participate in it. If we want our criminal justice system and American society at large to operate on a higher ethical code, then we have to model that code ourselves. Second, I've heard some suggest that the recurrent problem of racial bias in our criminal justice system proves that only protests and direct action can bring about change, and that voting and participation in electoral politics is a waste of time. I couldn't disagree more. The point of protest is to raise public awareness, to put a spotlight on injustice, and to make the powers that be uncomfortable. In fact, throughout American history, it's often only been in response to protests and civil disobedience that the political system has even paid attention. But eventually, aspirations have to be translated into specific laws. And in a democracy, that only happens when we elect government officials who are responsive. Moreover, it's important for us to understand which levels of government have the biggest impact on, this is the most important part, we have to understand which levels of government have the biggest impact on our criminal justice system and police practices. When we think about politics, a lot of us focus only on the presidency and the federal government, but, but, The elected officials who matter most in reforming police departments and in reforming the criminal justice system, they work at the state and the local levels. It's mayors and county executives that appoint police chiefs and negotiate collective bargaining agreements with police unions. It's DAs and state's attorneys that decide whether or not to investigate or ultimately charge those involved. 
those are all elected positions. In some places, police review boards with the power to monitor police conduct are elected as well. Unfortunately, voter turnout in these local races is usually pitifully low, especially among young people, which makes no sense given the direct impact those offices have on social justice issues, not to mention the fact that who wins and who loses those seats is often determined by just a few thousand or even a few hundred votes. That is the most important thing. I'm not going to read the rest, but um, I wish more people understood that. Right. I, I wish more people understood that. This, you want a better police force in your city, you then you've got to make a point of really working for uh, you know, progressive mayoral candidates, city and county council candidates, and there's nothing more important than the district attorney. And we lost a big opportunity here in our most recent election because we've had the same DA forever. How's that going for us? And we reelected him. And I have to tell you that even when, even when a reform-minded uh, mayor and a reform-minded DA and even a reform-minded police chief, if you have one, sometimes they can't do much of anything either. And you know why? And you're talking with a union made here because of the police unions. They're incredibly strong the only union I hate, the cop union. Well, and what I always thought was interesting and extremely telling is that in the city of St. Louis, the city of St. Louis's police department has two police unions, one for the white folks and one for the black folks. Are you kidding me? Nope. Oh, my God. Okay, well, we're... Let's we're, just say there's two unions. That's and different incredible. people belong to different but, ones. Okay, and different people belong to different ones, and it splits on race in an yeah. extraordinarily racist city. That's just yeah. wonderful. Okay, um, I think we're going to end, but we'll end on... Father Joseph just wrote in something. It's a good thing to end on. Breathe, he says. I think you said that, Susan, too. Mm-hmm. Breathe. I have faith that our nation will take the proverbial cold shower via the upcoming election. Those independents who voted for Trump the first time will deny they did so. And I suspect vote for the Democrat. Uh, right? You think? No, I have little doubt that there's going to be um, a uh, a tsunami against this lawless, fascist, lunatic president. But I worry that he's got, what does he have now? June, July, August, September, October, November. He's got six months. And 
he has six months to create more and more chaos and fear and use the astonishing powers that have been given to the president. And we have a Senate that will not act against him. And we have a Supreme Court that I don't think will either unless John Roberts has a soul. So, I don't know. Could be the union hangs on John Roberts. Good God. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it, and I'm sorry. There's no way to be upbeat today, guys. No way. I ain't brain dead. Okay, tomorrow. Me either. (laughs) All right, Suze. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.